Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. By the time this episode goes live, um, the gyms in England will have been open for roughly about a week and a half, um, and in Scotland we don't have very long left at all. Um, what I felt really, and I'm sure every fitness coach or um, bodybuilding coach or whatever across the UK, uh, is just a, a real shift in people's sort of energy, that anxiety, frustration that was there back at the end of January, February, it's completely gone, and it just... It just feels good, you know, looking through your Insta, Insta feed or whatever, seeing people smashing it and giving it fucking big sets is uh, is quality. Um, so before I get into today's um, podcast, what I thought I would do is just let you know about one of our upcoming um, programs that we'll be running this summer. Um, for those of you that didn't um, weren't aware, last year we had a, a program called eight week elite physique. Um, now what this is designed to do is effectively get you as lean as possible just in an eight week period. Um, the typical sort of things that you'll get from that sort of program would be weekly check-ins, weight program, cardio protocol, tailor-made diet, access to a private Facebook group and, and there's also cash prizes um, and a free photo shoot for the best transformation, cash prize for second place and free online coaching for third place. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. Um, that next program will begin sort of late May or early June um, and finish up just at the start of August, which um, for myself will actually be around the time um, I'll be doing the British finals. Um, or here's hoping at least say you gotta, you got to win or you've got to place top three in the qualifier to, uh, to make it. So can't wait for that. Um, as a little update for my prep, um, I guess I shouldn't probably do one because I'm recording this about a week and a half before and things are changing almost daily now. Um, we had to go super low with calories and I've lost pretty much almost half a kilo to a kilo every day since. Um, so for any updates on prep, uh, just head over to the YouTube channel, watch the latest vlog, um, series called The Beans, uh, episode four, um, or head over to Instagram, use up an update on my story once every few weeks. But for right now, um, I still look pretty fucking shit, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and you're just at that initial stage where like, you're digging hard, you're digging hard, and you look in the mirror, you're just like, oh man, this still totally sucks. It's gonna be another sort of four or five weeks until I look okay, um, which I look forward to. But anyway, on to today's episode. Uh, how to structure your dieting phase, your prep, or just a you know, diet for a, a holiday. Um, if it's your first time, um, Doing it. I mean, I think there's a few things that you need to consider, and with so much information out there telling you of, you know, this is the best diet or that you know keto diets are king, it can all seem like a little bit overwhelming. Um, and then at the same time, you combine this with the the different training methodologies of, you know, this fit check or that fit Insta guys sort of program is that the best? And um, it's a no brainer why some of you some might even stop um, before you begin. You might not even get started. So I guess the aim of the podcast is just to give you clear idea of how to structure your dieting phase, how you can hold on to muscle um, that you've built and then just ensure you'll be you'll be ready in time. Um, so I guess the first thing we should say is, you know, where are you going to start? Um, and I think that the aim of any dieting phase is to get to the end point um, and have tried to hold on to every ounce of muscle that you've gained. Now, if you're natural, you have to accept you are going to lose a little bit of muscle mass, but you want to minimize that as, as much as you can. If you're assisted, uh, you shouldn't fucking lose anything, <laughs> to be fair. Um, so therefore, you know, that being said, you should you should probably find it fairly simple that we're going to need to pull off body fat in a slow and a steady manner. If you're going to try and do this all in sort of six to eight weeks, number one, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to be ready. Um, and number two, because you've had to go so aggressive, you are going to lose 
um, a fair bit of muscle mass. So I guess before embarking on a dieting phase, there's a few things that I want you to just want you to establish. Like firstly, is how much body fat, you know, how much total weight do you have to lose in your mind before you are ready? Or perhaps your coach thinks you're going to be ready if you're doing a shoot, a shoot or a show. Um, you know, this could be anywhere between 10, 12 kilos for most people who have had a, a productive gaining phase. But if it's your first time dieting and um, you've never worked with a coach before, you might have like an excess of 15 to 20 kilos to lose. Um, if you're a very advanced bodybuilder, um, you heavy in off season, um, you know, you maybe have, I mean, personally, I, I have 50 pounds to lose to make the weight limit. And in my head, I'm like, that's no problem. But for the average Joe, who's maybe not, not got much muscle mass, that's, that's a lot of weight. Um, secondly, you've got to look at the time frame as well. You've got to your set event. You know, if it's eight weeks away, I'm just really sorry, you've just left it too late, right? So in the industry, it's really common for athletes, um, physique competitors, bikini girls, whatever, um, to diet between 16 to 20 weeks. Some people might go a bit more than that, um, but that's the general sort of rule of thumb. I mean, you're probably thinking, fuck, Vaughn, four or five months, it's, it's a, that's such a long time in my life. However, to really bring the necessary conditioning or the look required, right, you're really going to need to take that long. And um, I think that goes both for natural athletes, but also ones that are using steroids because you want, like if you're using, if you're using gear, you still want to present a physique by the end of it that's not tired, that's not stressed, that's not stringy, that's, you know, you've got a fair bit of muscle mass and you don't look shit. So I'd still take it quite slow. Like my prep this year, um, in I think for my first show was 15 weeks and then in total it'll be 18 weeks thereafter um, to the finals. So that just gives you a rough idea of even, you know, I'm, I'm going for a long prep. And, you know, before I get into it, you know, this is going to mean like, Four, like if, if you're new to this, you've never done it before, which I know many of you will have not, yeah, I'm just going to give you the reality of it. It's it's four or five months of not missing a training session, not eating a meal off plan, and ticking every single box. It might seem a bit extreme, but for this for for us, you know, it's the norm and it's it's just uh, it's just the way it is. So gone are the days where you can just be like, oh, I'm not I'm not feeling it today. I'm just going to miss that session. No, no, fuck that. You've got to get it in. One of the days where like you and your partner it's a weekend and you go ah well we'll just get a takeaway no fuck that that's out that's gone um but other things you know you need to take consideration you might have some big events on you know some big nights out planned or some social events you maybe your friends getting married or something like that and that's coming up in the next sort of like few weeks the next couple of months i'd probably suggest like maybe just diet at a different time you know compete later on or do a shoot later on try and look at a time period where you have four or five months where not much is going on. Um, if you want a little tip or a hint for that, nothing really happens in November, December, January, February, apart from Christmas, right? One day at Christmas is not going to throw off your, your progress. However, everyone wants to eat the fucking mince pies and drink the mulled wine and whatnot. So if you can have a little bit of, um, you know, dietary adherence and not go for the, the extras, um, that'd be a perfect time to diet. Start, you know, do your shoot show late March, uh, maybe start of April and before you know it, you're done. You can join, you, you can get fat for the summer. Um, but with, with everything being said, you know, a lot of people want to get leaner for the summer. So um, starting dieting roughly around January, February time, ideal time to get lean for, uh, you know, June, uh, maybe latest July. So I understand that there's maybe, there's maybe a lot of you that have never really done a gaining phase before. So it would be wrong for me to say like, 
if, you know, if you're thinking, Vaughan, where am I going to put my calories? It'd be wrong for me to sit here and say, oh, well, if you just finished the gaining phase, you'll know where exactly your calories are. Um, you'll know the total grams of carbs, fats, and proteins you're consuming. So we can just then you go from there and just manipulate them. However, some of you are maybe going, oh, I don't really track my food. I'm not really too sure um, what I'm eating. Uh, I don't really have any idea. So personally, what I'd suggest for you is before you begin to diet, spend a couple of weeks tracking your food. Don't change your eating habits, just just find out, okay, where's your intake, your calorie intake usually at, and what does it do to you? Does it maintain your weight? Does it make you lose weight or does it make you gain? You then have a value to go from. Um, from experience, and honestly, those people aren't tracking, um, 99% of them um, are just not eating enough protein, right? Um, it's mostly a lot of car- like quite a lot of carbs, little fat, and a little protein. Um, so if, if this is kind of a problem as such, it's the first thing you need to focus on is what's your protein take going to be? Um, and then you work out your calories, then you work out carbs and fats. That's how it's always going to be. So general rule of thumb, if you want to gain muscle mass, um, it's going to be an intake of roughly 1.1 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Unless you're using anabolic steroids, it's maybe going to be an upper insulin of 1.2 grams per you know per per pound of body. 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Fuck me, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? Um, but that's really when you start to become quite big. Like for me, um, I I personally was. I wasn't even at 1.1 to be fair. I was at 300 grams of protein. 1.1 grams for me in the top end of an off season was 324 grams of protein. And I really, really struggled to get it in. Um, so if you kind of know roughly how many grams of carbs, um, say how many calories you get from one gram of carb, one gram of protein, one gram of fat, it's really easy. If you're unsure, protein and carbs, one gram of each gives you four calories. Um, and one gram of fat gives you nine calories. So I guess I'm going to give you an example, right? Because then you can then use your own sort of body weight to figure this out. So let's say a 55 kilogram female um, comes to me. Um, 55 kilos approximately is going to be roughly 121 pounds. Why is that? 2.2 pounds is roughly one kilo. So we take that 121 pounds, we times it by 1.1, gives us a value of 133 grams. So I'm just going to round that up to about 135. So the next step would be working out sort of total calories um, perhaps for a, for a daily intake. And personally what I'm going to do is I'm going to work within like a calories per pound of body weight type of equation. And to start off dieting, we might be say 10.5 to 11 or 11.5 calories per pound of body weight. Now this is just an example to give you something to work with for those of you that have nothing. If you know your calories, Go with them because you might have be a bit more muscled, um, a bit more training experience, tr- like train hard, output side. It's so dependent, but everything I'm talking about is just in generic terms, okay? So if we go with the, let's just say 11, bang in the middle, right? So we're going to go with 11 calories per pound of body weight to start dieting. So 11 times 121, I worked out it's going to give you 1,331 calories. So we're going to split this up into macros, right? So we know that we got 135 grams of protein that's in there if you times that by four gives you 540 calories right so for the rest of calories that we've got we've got about 791 so i've split that up um into 125 grams of carbs which give me 500 calories and then 32 grams of fats which give us 291 
Um, you know, here at VW Physique, you probably heard me speak about this before, we like to opt for like higher calories on training days and lower calories on non-training days. Now, this does not mean that you need to do that whatsoever. You know, I say, Vaughn, seven-day diet works for me. Um, absolutely fine. I'd say that's cool. Just from experience, I've found clients do a lot better on days where they have a bit more calories. I think it's a bit of a mental break from what they say dieting uh, but also they feel better their sessions are better they recover better they perform better with more calories so what you would do is you would sort of take that 130 uh, 1331 and times that by seven to give you a total now where are you going to start i'll say roughly go about an extra hundred on a training day right so i'm going to round it up and say like 400 uh, 1450 calories on a training day then thereafter we'd probably um, be left with a value that we just need to divide by two if we're going to go with a, um, a five-day split across the week. That gives you with about 1,033 calories, which is not a lot of food. I, I completely understand that, right? And you might have listened to that and went, whoa, that's not healthy at all. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to say, listen, bodybuilding isn't healthy. No one said it ever was. Um, but of course, this is an extreme case, right? There's maybe perhaps someone that isn't too, isn't too well-muscled and they still have a little bit of, they still have quite a bit of body fat to take off. However, I'm going to give you an example of our very own Bikini Pro, um, Clara, uh, who started a prep two years ago at 2,100 calories and I think it was 1,800 calories on a non-training day. However, by the end of it, her total daily intake across the week was roughly 950 calories a day. Um, so that just shows you how much we pulled down to. Um, but however, um, it led to her winning her sort of UKP Pro card. And then this year, she's making the big step up and doing two rows, which I cannot wait to see her do. Um, so we've talked about food, how to work that out. Um, if you have never tracked your food, if you have done and you know where you're at, just listen to the listen to the later end of the podcast to figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to change stuff. Now, training. Um, now, the first thing that you're going to think about or the next question is what to do with training? You know, What's the magic program? And my answer is always going to be it depends, you know, what is your training looking like at, at the moment in your off-season, your gaining phase? And again, you might come back and say, Vaughn, I've never done a gaining phase before, I'm not too sure. Um, but what I'd say is, if you have done, the funny thing is, training for the most part is not going to change. The only time it would do is when you hit plateaus in strength, you're still going to train heavy, hard, um, and to failure. As you get extremely lean in the last sort of one to two weeks out, I'd recommend probably stopping shy of, of failure just because... It's going to help you conserve muscle mass. If you push to failure, it's just going to eat away at that tissue. However, if you have the scenario which you haven't been following a training protocol, you need to establish a few things. And this is going to be the same things that you're going to establish in a gaining phase. What body parts are lagging? Uh, what body you know, what body parts are your strength that are dominant? You need to maybe perhaps reduce their training volume. But in this case, we're also going to look at what body parts are holding on to stubborn body fat. Um, these will all dictate how you're pro how you're going to program your workouts across the week. However, what you need to remember is that guys and girls are probably going to want different things. You know, us males are going to want a, a big chest, big delts, big arms, um, and we'll train them frequently and you know accordingly. And uh, whereas you know female side of things, bikini girls, they're going to want you know big glutes, tight hamstrings, big big cap on that lateral delt. Remember that males and females have different recovery capabilities. So this program program is going to be completely different and they, they often have completely different needs as well. 
So I'm going to give you a couple of examples, just examples of maybe that perhaps you can use or you can take on board, think about it, and then, then maybe perhaps manipulate your own split to, to change. Um, regardless of the split, I'd probably always recommend trying to schedule a rest day before or after your, um, you train your lower body. Mostly because these sessions will be very, very demanding on your muscles, but also on your central nervous system. And at the same time, they're going to require an incredible amount of focus to complete. Um, so, although, as I said before, although you know training will be person dependent, um, I'll give you two examples. Male, male split. I would do this over seven days and say a five-day split. So, let's say day one, you're going to train pull. Day two, lower body. Day three, perhaps pushing arms off, day five, back and legs, day six, pushing arms off. So I, I know you're probably thinking, but wait on you said to put in a rest day the day after legs, and yeah, absolutely. However, that example I gave you there, um, I would probably put no lower backing in, in on the pool day, so you go into it fresh on the lower body, and the next day is just a pushing arm session, right? And the day after that's an off day, and then there's a, there's a back and legs day. So that's actually designed to help someone bring up their back, um, who has a, who has pretty strong legs. Um, it's actually one. Of, it's a rotation that I actually run uh, myself, so I thought I'd include it in this. Um, for the moment, I actually have a few clients on that or a similar sort of one, and it works really well. However, I've had some guys go like lower, like lower push pull off, um, lower, and then an upper session, then off again um, before they do lower again. So anyway, that's the guys done. Uh, females, again, this is going to be dependent upon whether you are, maybe you're a bikini girl or aspiring bikini girl, maybe you're an aspiring figure girl. If you're an aspiring figure girl, um, this split maybe won't be suited to you. Um, but let's say if you're aspiring bikini girl or you want that sort of physique, um, day one, lower body, let's say lower one. Day two, upper one. Day three, lower two, then off. Day five, upper two. Day six, lower three slash delts. And then day seven off. So that's a that's very different from the male splits, isn't it? Just mainly because the needs, the wants are different um, from guys to girls. Um, you know, you'll find articles on the website um, of how to design your push day, your pull days, your leg days. Um, I think I've done podcasts on them as well. So hopefully that, that gives you a bit of an idea of how you can program in those days. Um, and if you, of course, have any questions about that, um, just drop me a line um, on in my DMs. They're always open. So last but not least, I guess, we've, we've talked about the food, how you work it out. We've talked about the training, how you work it out. The next thing we need to speak about is just, you know, what happens when you plateau? So at the start of dieting, you know, I'm going to recommend, if I haven't, I've not said it already, you know, a daily step count and a weekly cardio target. You know, anyone that says they got lean and they didn't do cardio track the steps, I wouldn't say they're a fucking liar. It's maybe strong, but they 100% had to do some cardio on it. Like right now, I am doing cardio every single day, 30 minutes faster in the morning, hip training, right? Um, just to give you some perspective, um, I have some bikini girls at the end of their prep who are now doing 50 minutes seven times a day. And I've had clients go up uh, up, up to about an hour um, a day just to get just to get in. So anyway, so we have step count, we have weekly cardio target or daily. Um, you know how much food's going in. You're, you know That's your daily calories because you've worked it out now. You've got it on my fitness pal or on a meal plan. Um, you know how much weight training sessions you're doing. So this relationship between calories in and then the calories out that you're tracking, we call this energy balance. What we're striving for when we diet is negative energy balance. 
You know, so with that information that you've got, it just makes things really easy to manipulate to allow fat loss slash weight loss to continue to occur. If you were doing 10,000 steps one day and then you did 3,000 the next and then one week you did three cardio sessions, next week you did four, next week you did one and then your food was up and down, you, know, you, you really don't have any idea where energy balance is and then it's thus hard to say, okay, I'm going to make a change and then get a response because you have no idea where energy balance is. That's why I just say, like coaches, we're mathematicians effectively, right? We're saying that's where energy balance is and we're going to manipulate it. How do we manipulate it? So, Let's just again use the same example of that 55 kilo female, um, who we predict is going to be roughly on stage at maybe say 46. Very, very light. You're probably going to say, holy shit, unhealthy, but that's not uncommon for a short female bikini girl, maybe a class A, class B, um, for, for them to be in the sort of mid mid to high 40s. Um, Clara was 46 on stage last time she competed, and I know that she'll be pretty close to that this year as well. So let's say over 18 weeks, um, we, that, that gives us a target of nine kilos to pull off. Which, if you work it out, is half a kilo a week. Right? It doesn't sound that much, does it? Actually, at that pace, it's going to allow the athlete to hold on to muscle mass, strength, performance, and feel okay. It's roughly about a, a pound a week we're wanting them to lose. So, the decisions that we sort of make in regards to manipulating energy balance are not always going to be come from scale weight. Because, you know, we'll know as a, as a female... Um, you, well, not me, but if you're listening to this and you're female, you'll know that perhaps around the menstrual cycle, boom, weight, you know, you go up by a kilo, go up by a pound or two. Um, maybe perhaps mid-cycle, when you're ovulating, boom, pound comes on. Um, so you can't always go by that, right? But it's something to take into consideration. If, you, if you're a good coach and you can spot bloating and water retention and visuals, um, then, then that's obviously a good thing for you. So it's going to help your analysis. So let's say, for example, you have three solid weeks. You've started off in your calories, you're training, you've implemented steps and cardio and whatnot and you're ticking the boxes and for three weeks things are happening exactly as you planned and you've dropped half kilo half kilo half kilo and then all of a sudden one week you stall right so you think okay well we stalled if we stalled again we'd be a kilo behind so let's maybe make us a simple change to energy balance so you've got options here i would say you've got a toolbox and you want to use a tool from the toolbox so that could be reducing your calories from anywhere between 100 to 200 calories a day it could be adding 30 minutes of cardio across the week. It could be upping your daily steps by 2,000. So you have an abundance of tools to use. It's just for you to decide which one you're going to use. Are you someone that can handle low calories? Are you someone that can handle high cardio? Are you someone that can handle high steps? Or if you can't, then you just don't manipulate those, right? However, by the end of your dieting phase, I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, you will be eating way less than you think that you need to eat. 100% people, it happens all the time. You know, they'll check and say, I can't believe I'm eating this little. And I'm like, well, you know, we need to go as low as we need to go to bring it all the way off. And um, However, I often find when, when people are in it, they don't think like that. It's only like maybe perhaps six, seven, eight weeks after they've competed or they've done a shoot, they go, oh my God, how was I surviving on those little calories? I'm like, your head was in it. Like you were just doing the do. You were, you know, had a, a, a sort of a goal to work towards. But each tool that you use will help you take a step forward in the following week. Um, if you stall again the following week, not to worry, like just make a change again and keep digging. I strongly recommend you keep your weight training days exactly the same. Don't change them. No point manipulating them because you want to hold on to performance and muscle mass. Change everything else um, apart from that. And personally, what I recommend is don't just check things once a week. Um, the majority of my competitors, athletes, um, people doing shoots, even, even holidays they want to extremely lean for, like, They'll check in at least twice a week. And what we'll opt for is we'll opt for like, let's say a Monday, Thursday or, or something like that. Monday, Friday. And we're like, I'm like, right, in these four days, I want this change. 
And if we don't see it, you know, that could mean I make two changes in one week versus making it one week and then being and not seeing things till the week after. And then, I'm then then we're behind. Whereas we check in two, and then as we get closer, three times a week, and then we're like, right, we're cooking a gas now. Um, I'll use me as an example. Um, my body weight held. Um, when you're listening to this, it'll be completely different. But from the thirty first of March, I was one hundred twenty six point eight kilos, and then up until Saturday there, which was the tenth of April, I was one hundred twenty six point eight kilos. It was the same weight. And then it went 125.9, and then now it's went 124.6, right? Big drop. Um, but for those sort of 11, 12, 11 days, you know, we manipulated calories and output four times because we check the check-in twice a week, right, with my coach, who is Callum, the muscle metals, for those of you who don't know. Um, but the scenario was, like, people often get very, very frustrated by, my body's not responding, my body's not responding, and I just go, you need to diet harder. Like it, and it'll come, it will come, but people can get often so frustrated with the scales not moving. I'm just like, look at it logically. You're eating less food, you're moving more, you're driving your body into further, you know, further negative energy balance, like that that word I said earlier on the podcast. It will come in time. You just have to be patient. Um, I said this on the vlog. Like, what you have in the industry is you have a bunch of coaches that preach about it's not all about scale weight. And then they're the first people to get really pissed off and annoyed when scale weight doesn't move when they're dieting. Um, I think that just over the years, you just learn to just just not care. Like, not once in those 11 days was I bothered. I was just like, yeah, okay, let's peel calories down. Next time, right, yeah, cool, let's peel calories down. Like, for me, it's a bit different because I'm assisted, right? I, I use things that maybe affect body weight. So for example, in that time period, I used the brand of growth hormone. I used a different brand of growth hormone, one that's pretty stronger, but more legit. Um, and I, I pulled down to 126, but then when I put that in, it jumped right back up to 126.8. Held there, and then eventually came back down. Um, my calories are now almost as low as they were at the end of prep last year. Um, however, I know at this point I'll respond well, um, and I'll come in quick, and I'm happy to, happy to suck kind of like not suffer from here because I don't suffer is such a shit word to use, and um, but it's the most relatable one that probably as you listen you can understand. And um, but I'm happy to put up with low calories, the low energy, um, because it comes after training. It doesn't come for me, um, in the morning or at training. The low energy for me comes about sort of half past three, four o'clock, um, and then I'm like a zombie for the rest of the day. But like at that point, I've done all my steps, majority of them, or if I need to get a little bit, I'll go out and get them. And um, all I need to do is eat. I can spend time with my wife. Um, we can have a chat about um, our upcoming arrival, which will be in October the 19th, which I'm sure those of you who listen to the podcast um, have already seen on Instagram and on the vlog, uh, that we are um, we have a new addition to the team coming to us on, uh, well, as I said, October 19th. Uh, don't know if it's going to be a boy or a girl yet, but I'm sure we'll find out. But uh, let me tell you, I cannot wait um, to be a dad. And uh, that'll, be, that'll be another route to go down. Um, and I'm sure I'll do episodes in the future about, you know, how to avoid the dad bod and still kind of bodybuild um, whilst having a little one. Um, and I look forward to that challenge. That'll be a different kind of challenge um, that I've been used to the past few years, um, doing shows and shoots and whatnot, but one that I, I really, really look forward to because, um, you know, one of my number one life goals um, was to was just to be a dad and to, to be a family man, um, and I can't wait for that. But anyway, I digress less about me. Um, I, I think that kind of wraps up how to structure a dieting phase, how to approach it, how to make changes. 
um, without getting too complicated. You know, I'm sure there's other, you know, if you're assisted, there's other tools that we can play about with, like lipolytics, um, such as Clen, T3, T4, um, fuck, if you're natural, you humbine as well, great supplement. So it does, doesn't just need to be, um, you know, energy balance. And for assisted guys, um, you know, we maybe use an escalation model in regards to their, their, their drugs, their anabolic steroids over the course of their dieting phase and that's how they're able to grow because the drugs are so strong um, but I'll, I'll wrap up there if you are down in England and you've been you know going hard the past few weeks just just can continue to please keep doing that for all of us who are kind of eagerly awaiting to get into a gym if you're in Scotland um, you know I'm just going to ask you to just, just be patient you know I know it's frustrating you're eager um, to get in there but not too long before you do and make sure that when you do get in there Wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.